Hello, everyone. Uh, surprise, surprise. Well, I, I, I guess not really surprise. We did tweet it out, but, but we're back. So a couple of things. One, I don't have as much time as I used to to work on the show and uh, editing the episodes. So we are cutting back to a to a simpler format. So that means we're just going to go straight into the episode, have the whole episode and end the episode. Uh, there won't be an intermission, and there won't be as detailed an introduction, and I know you guys might miss that, and I'm sorry ahead of time. Things have just gotten busy lately. Kelsey and I are both working on a show, so that, that life just happens. And second thing, we will be we will be returning back to a bi-weekly schedule. So there's that. Uh, and... I'm going to get out of your way so you can uh, get back to all of the goodness and goofiness that our party gets into. Uh, so with that, wait for it. Welcome to the Spellcast. Sweeney Todd style. Remember the magical peddler that was peddling the, uh... Oh, oh, oh yeah. the lotion! Yeah. yeah the lotion. Oh, you got yeah. the lotion, you did the identify on it. Listen, we confirmed that it, like, it puts the lotion Probably on it. It has some <laughs> transmutative properties to it. It doesn't tell you the ingredients, it tells you if a spell was used to create it. There was no spell, per se, used to create it. It does is transmutative. Um, it does exfoli exfoliate the skin. Mm-hmm. It does seem to improve eyesight. Seems to do things related to hair. Improve eyesight. That was not something I remember. Uh, there's also a, a small side uh, side benefit, uh, like like a small side effect may induce sensitive taste. Interesting. Sensitivity to taste. Other side effects include, but are not limited to. Yes. Quick aside, but I swear to God, one time when I was like in my early 20s, I was watching TV, and there was an advertisement for a pain reliever <laughs> where, you know, they were talking about its uses, and, you know, one of the things that you use it for is to relieve headaches. And one of the side effects, the first side effects they list is headaches. Yes. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what? I love those. Or like the antidepressants where it's like, if you start feeling extremely depressed and suicidal, you may want to contact your... (laughs) That's why I was contacting my physician in the first place, was to get this medicine to help me. Yeah, no, it's... But the lotion does not cause depression, right? (laughs) Right. That you know of. Yeah. It just experiences me to taste differently. (laughs) Oh my god. Sensitive taste. But yes, yes, you finish shopping in the wide. Uh, All the little kiosks have closed down and packing up and the what's-his-face and his friend he calls Victor have carried the cart off 
Uh, on your list that you have told me that I wrote down yep. from the last time, yep. there are five points that I have marked. Yep. Visit Glenn. Visit the Teenager Guild, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's too long, I'm not going to fucking say it again. Mm-hmm. Visit Jedankel. Visit Augusta and the award ceremony, which is, you know, in a couple of days. So that's kind of like a, when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else we want to see? Because we already spoke to everybody we needed to, mm-hmm. right? We filled in our sides of the story. And... Yeah, I think so. I think you did. Yeah. To, at least to the guild and to the, the organization, yes. I miss Jadankel. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Let's go pay him a visit. Well, you guys can, if you guys want to go do that, I'll, I'll go talk to Glenn. And then maybe we can meet up at the Monster Hunter League. No, I, I have a number of reasons to see Augusta, so I would be doing that first. Okay. Theothel, what are we doing? Huh. <laughs> um, remind me who Glenn is. Glenn is... Glenn, sorry. She, uh, she's my, like, squire, basically. She's the one who... She's kind of like my... No, it's more like an attendant, like a retainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, nanny. Yeah, I mean, sort of. She's the, actually the daughter of my nanny. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's, she, she's been attacked. She's been attacked because she she was following uh, the young boy that I gave the sword to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she saw that there were some like hooded figures that were trying to like set fire to the yeah their, their guild house. Yeah. So she tried to stop them, and mm-hmm. she ended up getting like really hurt. Mm-hmm. And so she's recovering now. Okay. At uh, one of the temples. Yeah. So I basically want to go and like find out like anything that she knows and mm-hmm. you know venture. Yeah. And then Augusta is Augusta is a reporter. Or Neely. Yeah. For the Adventure Times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She knows these three because she interviewed them one time. Yep. Um, <laughs> she's yep. the reason we're famous. Once. <laughs> yeah. For a hot minute. I mean, I was a fan of her literary career. Yes. As it were. Yes. Um, I mean that in all seriousness. I'm not really. Like, do they do, like, it seems like a lot of effort to do, like, you know how the New York Times has little portraits of. The, right, the writer's night. Yeah. Like, that, it seems like a lot of trouble. I don't think they do that. So I'm pro- I probably wasn't even sure that Augusta Neely was very attractive. They, they might have one. <laughs> they, they might have one carved mm. into wood print, like they do with printing press, mm. and then they might do that into tile, especially for prominent ones. That's probably like a congratulations. You're. You don't suck as a writer, and you're still with us. Here's yeah. your personal tile for your portrait in the in the in the Adventure Times. You know. Nice. For your likeness. Yeah, I, I would see that as like a thing. Like you you're so good and you're you've been with us for a few years. We think you're gonna be with us for a few years more so that people Okay, then Ron just it. forgot. Okay. <laughs> um and you are going to Judankel? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's do everyone roll a D twenty. Let's see let's see who goes first. <laughs> Story initiative. Um I'm I'm willing to pass because mine is not nearly as like Oh come on, in the spirit of it. Do we add our charisma to this? Hey look, I got it. Alright. Um fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Nine. All right. Natural uh, 20 where it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> you know, this means you, you get priority. Yeah. All right. So, so TFL, where are you going? You, you... Actually, I want to go and see Glenn. Glenn. Okay. I want to go yeah. see Glenn. All right. So, Connell, you break up from the rest of the group. All right. You... See you guys later. They all head off in their own directions. You start asking around 
you have to kind of start asking around for the uh, campaign office of Jadankel. Mm -hmm. So you look on all these posters, you see if there's an address, you know, because it also serves as a registration office because voter laws and fucking voters gate are weird and they <laughs> haven't been regulated, you know, whatever. They use diabolic machines, don't Yes, they? yes. They, um... Cobalt machines. Cobalt machines, <laughs> yes. Little cobalts. Yeah, literally, that's it. It's a cobalt, like, pu- pulling levers. Of cobalt pulling levers, poking holes in paper. Sometimes, <laughs> he, doesn't, sometimes he doesn't get the hole perfectly. Uh, yeah, oh, those, those hanging chads. Hanging chads. So, you finally arrive at an address, and it is... Funnily enough, the old tinker shop that Benson and Wayfair incorporated or whatever. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the old tinker shop. The, the signage has changed. It's uh, The tinkerer is still there, but you can see in front of it in like gaudy Joker font wood, leather, wood letters is Silvertooth and then in the standard like block art uh, font that was from the old sign Tinkers. So you see Silvertooth Tinkers and, and hanging from a banner just underneath of it and campaign office as if temporary. <laughs> but yeah, the door is is open. In fact, you see you can see Seymour rushing out with just a pile of papers stacked almost so high that you cannot see uh, the top rim of his Coke bottle glasses, as it were. Uh, but he's running, runs right past you, carrying like a, a an armful of posters and like a little tin of glue, a little flask of glue, and like a paint strip, a paintbrush in his other hand, and he's just jogging down the so, street. So he, runs, he runs past me, right? He runs past you, Any yeah. flyers falling behind him? Yeah, there are flyers. Can I follow the flyers behind him inside? Uh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Does it lead me? Where does uh, it lead me? So, so he He's, so he's running out. He's running out. But if you follow the flyers inside, the moment you do get inside, you do hear hammering and like ratcheting and like actual mechanic work going on. And you look up, and the line of papers, flyers that have flown off, seem to divide this space. It becomes a de jour demarcation between two halves of this business where it is already de facto um, split. You have on one half, a complete tinker shop, working on like designs, blueprints, and shit up everywhere. It, 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 like dwarves sitting there and gnomes scratching their heads and arguing with each other over like of some designs and such. And on the other half, it's just a maze of bureaucracy and wooden square offices, like cubicles, just like papers flying, people yelling at one another, and sitting in the middle with blueprints on one side and a very grungy gnome. Uh, covered in oil pointing at this blueprint on one side of him and the other side this spruced up looking elf in in a suit uh standing tall over jadankel uh basically his his scroll uh floating next to him with a quill i shouldn't say gnome it wasn't a grungy gnome it was grungy dwarf standing next to him she's pointing at uh, she's pointing at some blueprints. There you go. That makes sense. Um, and you can recognize these two she's figures. Is there a janitor? You can see <laughs> mopping up oil. Is there is there it, someone that has, happens to speak in what we would call a French accent? Uh, no. You. What was the janitor's name? Fuck me. Oh God. Uh, I just, I, no, no, that's the dwarf. I just remember how he spoke. He spoke like uh, Scruffy. Oh, Joe, Joe! <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you can see behind them in the back, 
uh, uh, sweeping up and mopping oil uh, and papers all into one weird gruesome paper mache uh, into like a like a like a receptacle. Uh, Joe standing behind him. But these two figures flanking this desk on the one side with the tinkerer shop, you can see Belma, and you can see on the other side Wayland. And Wayland is very careful not to get anywhere close to the grungy, oily side. And in fact, whenever Belma leans over a bit too far, the pen flies down and sort of tries to poke at her a little bit and scare her off. But sitting in the middle, trying to juggle these two people vying for his attention, is Jadenkel Silvertooth. Uh, that was his name. Yes, and trying to make decisions between these two. So it's it's like even though there's stuff flying around, you could say like it's rather quiet except for like the small like conversations happening between people and like the flyers. Small conversations happening between people, the flyers, and also the hammering and the tinkering going off and the yelling on the right. So, so I just quiet see, is, I'm in the middle, is, right? You're you're in the middle of. All I this. just yell real loud. I'm looking for someone very important. Has anybody seen Lonnie? <laughs> Everyone stops what they're doing, obviously, and turns around to, to, to turn and look at you. And Jadankel sees you, stands up in his high back chair, bounds over his desk instead of getting down, just jumps on top of his desk, climbs down, bounds over it, and runs towards you, just uh, his feet following the line of papers, almost one for one, foot for foot, <laughs> uh, foot for page, I guess. Um, and he runs up and he just readily shakes your hand. Scott, Connell, how you doing? It's been forever since I saw you, Chase. Dangle, I couldn't tell this was your place. I didn't see your face plastered on it enough. I'm not gonna lie. Where's the gold? Well, we're trying to work on that some more. I'm actually gonna have like a. We're thinking about getting a horse and cabbage, right? And like. Having a, a wizard up top speaking out of a megaphone using thaumaturgy and like 300 decibels to announce about the election. So, so how long has all this been going on? What? what? How long has all this been going on? Well, what happened? You're going for Duke? What? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the application process has been going on for a long time and, and I've been waiting for, you know, the appropriate campaign moments to really jump in and, you know, announce my candidacy and whatnot. And, um, I don't know, really started driving up ever since, uh, ever since Dantnut over there announced that he was running too, that little slimy bastard. So, yeah, what, what, who is that? Everyone gets real quiet. Some of the goblins in the shop, uh, sort of, like, very, uh, pointedly, like, duck their heads down don't pay attention to you. Like, Thelma rolls up her blueprints because she notices that she's not going to get any answers for whatever she's asking for. You can't tell. Oh, yeah. Hi, Belma. She, she she waves courteously as she goes back over and yells at a gnome for using a monkey wrench incorrectly. She... No, a simian wrench. A simian wrench. Sorry. <laughs> using a simian wrench incorrectly. Wayland steps up towards you, very, very careful not to cross this paper trail of a, uh, of a boundary line that, that a Seymour created. He says, Lord Tweetery Damp Newt is, shall we say, a business rival with uh, Mr. Silvertooth. And his uh, efforts to 
be part of the selection, I feel, are strictly self-indulgent. He views this rivalry between the two as his personal game he likes to play. He cares not for the policies and trite goings-on about the city. Just leans ever so close to Jadankle. You're Jadankle. <laughs> <laughs> leans ever so close to Jadankle and goes, What did you do? Why? I didn't do nothing. I just think I have a lot of good ideas for the city, you know? Things to make it great and wonderful. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like he's just in it for the money, you know? And he's like whipping up a bunch of uh, bunch of crazy radicals everywhere here and there, trying to drum up a bunch of fear with this whole, um, with this whole infernal thing going on. And I know that's like, yeah, Infernals, I use that word correctly. Your, your friends are playing. He's nice. Yeah, you, everyone's nice. <laughs> I mean, they, were, they are in good company, let's be honest. But, um, so that leads me to my next question. Um, for next. Where's Lonnie? Oh, Lonnie? He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be up at Cake. Or at the, I mean, <clears throat> at, um, cooking by the book, securing promotional, uh, I see, I see. uh assets, what? as it were. No! <laughs> no, I want to find Lonnie. <laughs> so with that being said, um... Let's be honest, he's not really good at this, so I just sent him off to, you know, get some hot water. Wink, wink. We're, we're back in town for a little bit, and I just wanted to come check up on you. I mean... A little bit. I'm not even there. <laughs> for a couple of days. The camera pans over, Ron's just like, a little bit. Not my scene. I just wanted to see how you're doing. I mean, gosh, that's it's a lot to it's a lot to take in. It feels like a lot's changed recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot to take in. I I could really use all the help I could get. Say, I have an idea. <laughs> so so I look, look, I, I could spend all day telling you about my policies and how I got some great ideas to change the public transportation system here in the city and how I could how I could increase trade and all this wonderful stuff. Um, but let's cut to the real chase. I, I, you guys are famous. I could really use an endorsement. I know you guys are my friends. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Ront was just talking about this. He would love to help you. <laughs> he sent me personally to come to you. That's why I'm here. Well, you know, we'll figure out what sort of big things we can do and whatnot. Actually, um, between me and you, I think Halaxin egged him on, because Halaxin misses you just as much. Ah, that's fine. I know he does. I, fine. Fine. I like them both. They're both good kids. Both good. You right. all good kids. We, you know what we need? We need some kind of banner that's pedaled by a bicycle. Mm. Sorry, mm -hmm. is that the term we use here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foot-powered, you know? Because Foot I, I feel like yeah. that was Ron's specialty back at the yeah, restaurant, right? Good. So yeah, he was yeah. great at that. We could, like, get some kind of banner or something. I am going to suplex city. you like a train. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great idea. We we could work on it. Definitely, definitely. Anything oh, you need to dangle. Like I owe you I owe you a lot for, you know, taking me in, like introducing me to them, like look, look, the election's in uh what, almost four days now. Clock's ticking down. Look, I I'm 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 gonna be speaking to the public sometime eh, coming in the next week. You know, my final my final 
push as it were. But Damp Nut, uh, Damp Nut, let's fuck it, I'm tired of being correct about his name. Damp Nut is gonna be hosting his own little, uh, he likes to call them rallies or whatnot, I don't fucking know. Um, but he, he's gonna be hosting one here after the award ceremony, the day after. So, um, I, I, I want you to go, I want you to listen how crazy this wacko loon is. And also, why don't you, if it would really help it, if it really helped me, if a couple of, maybe three, really famous figures in Baldur's Gate's recent uh, history, wait till, as it say, I don't know, offer some sort of vocal challenge or protest as it were to his uh, chicanery. I have nothing <coughs> against that. Not at all. Not in the least bit. Sounds like the best idea I've ever heard. But, real quick, where can I find this damp newt? Well, I think he made his uh, campaign office his personal, his personal estate and over where here. Where is that? Oh, it's still very, uh, well, now it's called Damp Newt Estates. But, uh, used to be owned by, by another family, but he bought him out. That's how he's able to run, you know. Bought land here. Doesn't really live here. My conscience says which family. <laughs> <laughs> Very good question. <laughs> so there are a number of of different manners here. Uh, you are already familiar with Porter, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are already familiar with the manner of uh, Sarah. Remember Sarah? Yeah, I forgot her last name. Familiar with them? There is a. They, they were related to the Porters, weren't they? Or I think I just, yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something like yeah, yeah. She was like his his niece or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, there is a Ferris Manor. You know that Jadenko has bought himself a manor in the old Silver Shield Estate, which is the largest estate. So of course he can fucking afford it. However, let's pick a manor that I don't want to pronounce the name more than once of. <laughs> nice. There we go. Here. Um, the old Nerthamus Manor. Nut hummus? Nut hummus. Yes, the old nut hummus manor. Nuthamus. The Nuthamus manor. Yes, yes, yes. The old the old Nutella manor, the old nut hummus manor, the old North Narthamus manor. What Nerthamus, whatever. It's gone now. Uh, it's been sold to uh, Lord Tweedery Dompnoot. Uh, it is, of course, the second largest estate uh, in in Baldur's Gate. Okay. But you can find that rather easily. Perfect. All right. Uh, Jadankel well, tells you that his campaign office is set up there. Good to know. All right. Thank you so much for the information. Do you have any messages you would like me to pass on to Ront and Hal? Oh, just wish them the best from from me to them, please. Send them lots of thanks Yeah, for send them out. lots of thanks for helping out, for being good friends, and I want to see them again. I want to treat them, you know. Oh, you will. You'll see them very soon. Sweet. I'm going to go get them. Oh, wonderful. Beautiful. All right. Thank, Thank you, Jadankel. I will see if I run into Lonnie on the way, although I doubt it, but... Well, he's, he probably hasn't left there. Probably hasn't left cooking by the book. I forgot that's what it was called. Yes. So who was next in line? Oh, yes. Yeah. Glenn. Okay. So you and Theothel, uh find the temple to Ilmater. In fact, you're standing in front of this beautiful stone temple. It's not super large. It pales in comparison to the Temple of God, which is the god of, of artificers and the god of invention, the god of creators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, the largest religion in the, the largest temple in Baldur's Gate is the one to the gnomish 
god Gond, I think it's a gnomish god. Uh, but it's to artificers and inventors and such. Huh. So, yeah, fun fact. Uh, but it's it's in the temple's district, which is near oh, the. Oh, that's not uh, actually good at all. Yeah, which is near the guild. But the temple of Ilmater is uh, not brutalist, as it were, but mm, simple. Ilmater is god of suffering, god of pain. They're also healers. Uh, his worshippers are so. There makes absolute sense why. Glenn ended up here. So you darken the doors to the temple. First room you come into is the main... It just opens into the main worshippers hall. It's two floors. You can see that there is an upper floor. And you can uh, hear through the, uh, the, the wood above you some moans of the suffering people who are sick, hurt, etc. In fact, when you look up and you hear some of these moans, it's rather quiet in the lower floor. There is no service going on. Uh, you can look up and see that bits of the wood above you are stained a little bit red from old, 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 mm. old um, patients um, just bleeding right. uh, blood that stained the floor and it's just seeped through. They try their best to clean it. I mean, you know, it's an old temple. What do you do? But yet you can see the stone steps off to the right leading up to the hospital wing, I guess let's call it, the floor of this temple. So given this is a temple to the goddess of pain, oh, god of pain. A god of pain. Mm. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll drop my illusion disguise mm-hmm. when I walk in. I just feel mm-hmm. like it's more appropriate. Yeah, I've been. I've been having it up as we were like walking around. Oh, that's right. You can do that now. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I will just be like Mr. Knife Man. Sure. Uh, yeah. And. <laughs> I'll, uh... You're greeted warmly by the attendants there. I, I mean, the attendants to Ilmater range from extremely somber and, I guess, submissive to the fact that death and suffering and pain is all around them. So they're, some of them are downers. Uh, but there are a few that are like very hopeful, new new acolytes, new initiates that I'll, are there. I'll, I'll try to, to find one of those hopeful ones. Y- you do. Excuse me, I... I'm looking for a young woman under your care. Um, her name is Glyn Weigel. You come upon like a five foot five, uh, short, I, I, not a pixie cut, but like a, but like very short cut haired raven, yeah, short cut raven haired uh, young young woman. Uh, she's she's happy to lead you up to the to the hospital wing. You can see a line of a like a wall of scrolls there in front at the very top of the stairs. She picks one up and you can see there's parchment like labeled underneath where they are. She finds one that says Glenn's name. She unscrolls it and she looks around and then she puts it back up in the in the rack. And she leads you over to this bed uh, across the way. There's like a middle line of patient beds that are like uh, dominoed into <clears throat> one another. Uh, and so you cross through these aisles, you cross to the other side. She's actually positioned uh, next to a nice a nice window, uh, looking a low roof ne- on a nearby next door building. And in the distance, you can actually see the high hall, um, the big council, uh, council for chambers, the governmental building. Um, but she's sitting there, and she's she looks like she's resting, like taking a nap or so. The curtains next to her, they have like these, these rods in the ceiling that they can pull 
to like extend curtains to give patients some privacy. They're they're pulled back. She's asked for that so that she could have the light from the window. How does she look? She looks pretty damn bruised, pretty beat up. Uh, in fact, she she's sleeping, but you can't tell whether or not if she were to open her eyes that her right eye could actually open. It's so swollen. You can't tell whether or not she's missing any teeth. One of her legs is is in a sling, uh, like lifted up. Uh, maybe a fracture, maybe a sprain. You don't know. It's not in a cast or anything, but it is elevated. And her left arm seems to, she seems to have fallen asleep instinctively gripping her, uh, her left side of her, like, stomach. And she seems, you can see her fingers sort of pulse, like, gripping at it as, like, once in a while she stirs as if having, like, a, a not pleasant dream. And you can see that uh, part of her hair is covered by this bandage, padded over on the right side of her head. So I'm going to get out, like, a bunch of coins and uh, press them into the hand of the, uh, the attendant and just say, this is for, for your temple. Please make sure that she gets the best of care. Oh, it's, sir, no worries. We treat all of our patients equally, with equal respect. Um, she is receiving the best of care that Ilmater can grant us the time to give her. In terms of temple donations, we find your... your. So I'm going to release the, the hand and there's a hundred gold pieces there. Oh, sir. <laughs> sir, I... I. It's called Big Blade Energy. <laughs> <laughs> she just fucking bows and just runs off and, 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 and takes it. To, um, to the temporal treasury or whatever. <clears throat> um, and I'll, so I'll, I'll turn back to, to Glenn. Is she still sleeping? She is still sleeping, yes. I'm sorry, Kelsey, can you say your character's name again? Theothel. 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 I could remember the Thel. <laughs> but I couldn't That's fine, just, just say that, Thel. <laughs> Do you think I should wake her? She seems rather peaceful. So I, I, I know, but I, I, I need to know what she knows about what happened. So like like reluctantly, I'll, I'll go and kind of like pull over a chair or something. Mm-hmm. Actually, are, are there more, are, are there chairs? <coughs> yes, yeah. There are very simple wooden stools. So nothing with a back. I'll get a couple of them. One for me, one for the Ethel. When you set down the chairs, uh, the the knock of the wood against the floor, uh, she seems to stir a little bit, as if maybe the sound or the vibrations traveling up through mm-hmm. the bed have awoken her. And you can see that her right eye cannot open. So you're sitting on her right side. So she 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 sort of breathes, catches her breath, wakes up, and so she has to physically turn her head over to the right to be able to see you uh, with her left eye, which is open but not like bright and bushy-tailed. It's okay. It's it's just me. This is a friend of mine. Hello, Theothel. She nods hello. and weakly says hello. Weakly, yes, that's right. How are you feeling? Like I gave him a good run. Yeah, I would hate to see them right now. Uh, honestly, there were a lot of them I didn't, I didn't get a few good hits in. Uh, How many of them were there? Well, there were about ten, and that was before I picked up the two-by-four in the alleyway. <laughs> and then there were about six more standing when my two-by-four broke in half. How many were on the ground at that point? <laughs> Four. I can still do math, Master Winalder. I taught you damn well. Did you see any of their faces? Or were they all masked? They had these hoods over their heads. You couldn't couldn't see their faces, but the, you could see their eyes, at least, or where their eyes are supposed to be. Um, eyes, eye holes circled in gold. They all wore these damn cloaks. 
the symbol of tear on it, but it was weird. It was it was as if the scales were balancing on a vertical eye and the hammer was placed in one of the scales, which tipped it all the way over. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm in no position to get up and do a complaint, but... No, I'll be doing quite enough complaining, don't worry. <clears throat> I'll be very loud. Good. Do that. Um, you'll, you'll be fine when you get better. You'll be right as rain, I promise. One of them was short. How short? I don't know. About a dwarf's height. Were there any names that were spoken? No. Well, heard them uh, talking about you, about that kid you gave the uh, you gave that little dagger to. Yeah, I figured they were probably coming to pay him a visit. Yeah. Thank well, you for intervening. Your instinct saved them. I was just the person acting them out. Would that I were the one that they were they had been striking. At that point, you hear. Oh, many beds down, near the end of the hallway. This uh, this one patient groaning loudly over the others. He just seems in, in a lot of pain. And a bunch of the nurses rush over to him, and they pull the screens back, and they, like, give, they give him some privacy. And you hear, like, low but pointed orders to, like, treatments, apply different treatments and such. I'm sorry. As soon as you're well enough, we'll get you out of here. Yeah, it's... I mean, these people mean well, and they're all nice, but I swear, it's past few days, hooey. It's just sounded like hell in here. Why? I don't know. They, they don't tell me anything. Damn doctor-patient. Privilege. Privilege. Confidentiality. Yeah, that confidentiality <laughs> shit they always talk about. They accept your health insurance here, right? Oh, yes, of course, of course. I, I, I have my health care card <laughs> with me at all times. Smart. <laughs> smart. Am I able to, like, pick up anything in the room at all pertaining to this situation, any other people who might have been affected by what she went through, or any of the nurses that might know anything in the room? You could probably, uh, you could ask probably the nurse, try and find the nurse who admitted her, mm -hmm. saw her being admitted, and ask, like, which guard found her, etc. They usually bring them straight in. You could probably find an item of hers. I Is mean, there an item of, like, around her? <laughs> I mean, she has, like, she's wearing her own clothes, uh -huh. and she probably has her own knickknacks and things, like her satchels or coin purse or whatnot. That note that you got from your dad about the, the infernals or whatever, the metal thing, Yeah. You, she's touched that before. Is that, like, on the table next to her? <clears throat> no, that would be with, uh, um. Alexan would have that. But the other items I described would be, um, she would have. Am I able to touch them and see if I can get anything out of them? <laughs> well, sure, yes. You touch some of her items. You don't get anything initially. It feels like you would have to try and use some sort of spell mm, to get okay. something. Like, you're not getting anything naturally. You'd have to use, like, a spell to sort of glean information if you had a spell that does that. Okay. Do you? I have. because... <laughs> I have identify, I have detect magic, uh, detect thoughts. I mean, detect thoughts. If she's willing, you can target her to see if you can probe her memory. That might be good, because there might be a detail that she caught. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd allow that if you want to try and use that to, like, probe deep into her mind. Yeah. Glenn, right? Glenn, Glenn, yes. I'm like, you're calling her Glenn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Miss Glenn? Yes. Would you mind if I took a look into your thoughts? 
sure. I mean, everything's foggy for me right now, so I guess someone else's uh, mind's eye would be better suited. She's remarkably, like, up for this. I know, right? She's, she's like, yes! She's much wiser than I am. Prove my mind! <laughs> Alright, so... Resist. Uh, I'm gonna cast Detect Thoughts on Glenn. Okay. Um, when you cast Detect Thoughts, initially you are aware of a lot of different thoughts going within, like, 60 feet of you? Yes. Or 30 feet of you? Something? Yeah, it's 30 feet or something 30 like that. 30 feet. Is... A lot of thoughts around you are flooded with, like, a lot of pain and suffering. Ah, it's, it's horrible. It's a hospital. Um, <laughs> from, and then there's this just hissing pain over down from where the loudest is the guy that's been yelling and moaning and that's where all this pain is coming do you mean from. literal hissing uh yes you, you do hear like a little a literal hissing coming from that direction like a snake of, like a snake uh coming from over in that direction oh. um this is surface uh and then you probe deep into glenn's mind and you find that you're able to, I'm just gonna paint the picture, you find that you're able to sort of freeze frame in a sort of ethereal diorama of this uh, event she's talking about. And as you walk through the the setting, it's it's like you're holding, it's like you're holding a lantern and everywhere within like five feet of you like starts to gain a little bit of color and loses this ghostly etherealness as if it was buried in a mist, a mm. form-shaped mist. Um, so as you walk around, you can see all of these people, four of these individuals lie on the ground holding their, holding their heads trying to get up. You can see this hooded figure, a short hooded figure grasping Glenn, picking her off the ground, uh, just barely. Uh, he seems to be holding something in his in his hand, but you're not close enough to like to get there and like hold your little, I guess, just get with your aura of divination get there and figure out what what it is if you were to get closer you can tell um more about this scene the others are starting to the other six are starting to grab their friends and start to run away but it's a freeze frame but you can see glenn uh on the ground being picked up by by the by the neck of her shirt and being held by this shorter figure is there anything particular about the shorter figure like can i see his feet his or her feet mm-hmm. um anything particular hands like Jewelry rings. Yeah, when, when you look, when you bring it closer to the hands, you can see that he was holding in his hands a dagger, mm. uh, and you can see that the dagger has a, an odd sheen about it. Like ethereal or like demonic? Not ethereal, or? not demonic, like an odd physical sheen of like it's coated in something. Oh, 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 okay. So not like an aura, like an actual, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, could be poison. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. It's not of any specific make. It's just a standard dagger. Part of the short figure's hood has been ripped in the fight, and you can see that from the left side around near his jaw, you can't see his full face, but you can see this big bushy beard. Color? Uh, I would say it is a deep red. Can I see his skin? Yeah. Anything you can particular s- about his skin? It seems dry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, super dry, mature, mature skin, as it were. Um, Jesus. And uh, sort of pale, as if I hadn't seen a lot of sunlight. Okay, but a big red bushy beard. Big red bushy beard. Great big bushy beard. Yes. Um, and is there anything around... Glenn, like anything that has fallen out of her pocket or anything particular surrounding uh, her of importance. <laughs> I mean, there's the broken two by four 
that's in half lying next to her. That she used. Okay. To defend herself, yeah. Oh! Oh, okay. You do see something odd on the ground. Okay. Over next to one of the fallen ethereal figures. As soon as you walk over, you realize it's um, it's another hooded figure whose whose hood is just covered in blood, just blood soaking into the hood. It's just now a, a very dark dark red, and some places pink. Mm. But next to lying on the ground, next to where he is, is a broken jar of sorts with this purple liquid oozing out of it. Is it similar to what is on the dagger? It's not similar to what is on the dagger. In fact, the purple liquid looks familiar and the jar looks familiar. You look around at the label and you you can see the, what was the label on the ointment, the lotion? I didn't write it down. You can see. I said the Ivanu stuff because that's what it sounded like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the purple lotion uh, mm. oozing out of a cracked bottle, glass bottle on the ground. Interesting. In the alleyway. Okay, and then one last question: the shorter figure, the mm-hmm. red bearded man. Yeah. How tall would he be, respectively? I'd say he'd be around four foot eight. Okay. Alright, yeah, that's all I have. Unless there's anything else. Nope, nope, there's nothing else of significance here. Great. You zoop out. Okay. You zoop out. You can still hold Detect Thoughts if you want to. You you can hold on to the, uh, I guess, because it's a concentration spell. It was up to a minute. Yeah. So, yeah, oh yeah, that would take about a minute. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. Uh, Your spell fades and all the the screams and the hissing and the pain fades away. Cool. I tell all of that to you. Immediately. So the the ointment was was on the ground. Yes. Did it look like somebody had it had just like fallen out of their their pack or something, or were they about to use it? I'm not sure. The it lid just... the lid was still on the jar. Ah. It just broken, like the bottom had broken. Like it had bro- like yeah. it had fallen out. Okay. Yes. It looked like <clears throat> it had fallen out of someone's pocket and fell to the ground. Well, unfortunately, that ointment appeared to be very popular, but that gives us a place to start. Yes. Also, um, the dagger was covered in something, don't know what. Um, she was holding her left side when we walked in. Is she still awake? She is still awake. Linda. You were holding your left side when we walked in. Yeah. Did you, did he stab you? Yeah, that's where I got stabbed. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that he gets stabbed there as well. That'd be great, yeah. Repeatedly. I, it's very hard to stab someone with a two by four. I'm sure that you've could figure out a way. Yeah, especially after you broke it in half, there was some splinters. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel any pain then? Yeah. Uh, The acolytes say that that might take the longest to heal up. Do you mind if I see it? Yeah, sure. (laughs) She's like so ready for it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure, prove my mind. She's just so DT, get medically. (laughs) They've got her on on some, you know, (laughs) some some opioid-based. Yeah, some elven morphine. Yes. (laughs) So she lifts up. Elfine. So oh, she, great. Right. <laughs> so they lift up the uh, she lifts up her, her tunic just enough to where you can see like the beginnings of the stab wound and it looks sallow. It almost looks like a bullseye. Like a spider it? bite? Like a spider bite. But enough of a sign to show that oh shit. Whatever she got stabbed with had poison on it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> They'll take good care of you here. Um, who is your nurse? Uh, a little raven-haired girl. Who showed us up? Um, she calls her... We already use Claudia. 
Raven. <laughs> Robin. Ooh, Robin. Robin. There you go. There you go. There you go. Robin. Are you the nurse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what? She has a um, stab wound on her left side. Yeah, and nasty thing that. We're still trying to find out what type of poison was on that dagger. The thugs, we, we don't know. We've tried everything. We've tried purple worm. We've tried drow anti-venom, even though we haven't had to use that in many a year. But we... We don't know. We, um, I mean, she didn't get bit by anything, so I don't know. We're, we're still trying to find, figure that out. Figure out what she got stabbed with? Figure out what poison was used. All right. We don't see much of that. Is it still spreading? No, no, no. We've got it under control. Um, she should be fine maybe in a few days. It'll wear off. Is, how does the wound, when she lifted up, how does the wound look? Is it weeping? Is it, uh... I would say weeping. A little bit pussy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Robin? Yeah? Would you have a, uh, a bottle or a glass vial? I do, yeah. Yeah, we, we always keep those. We, we, we sometimes administer medicine in them. Do you have a clean one? Yes, yes. That I could uh, perhaps use and return to you at a later time? Sure, yes, of course. She hands you a, a little glass vial along with a little stopper. Okay, so I'll thank her, take it. Um... <clears throat> I'm just sitting here trying to drown out the like the repeated incessant law and order noise that's going off in my head. Yeah. Dun, dun. yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, I was about to do the people's court. Glenn, this is going to hurt, but it's so that I can help you. Yikes. You trust me? Ah shit. Yikes. Can, can you show me the wound again? She lifts it up and like closes her one good eye really hard. Just count to three for me. One, two, I'm gonna put the... <laughs> exactly, on two I'm gonna, gonna I have to fire like right under the wound and I'm gonna just press on it to get some of the, uh, enough of the... Oh, God, second Marion Joseph, motherfucker. Just let it out. God fucking damn it! God damn it! Tear be damned! Tear be fucking damned! Okay, we're done. <laughs> you can hit me with a two, two by four later. I, I will. <laughs> it, although I'll have to pry the two by four off of you later. Probably. <laughs> it's okay. I won't dodge. So, so you have the um. Like, you're basically, I just wanted to get some of the, the like the 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 pus with hopefully with the venom in it. Yeah, easy. Um, are we still? I mean, like, you're not sure. You'd have to do some chemical shit. Right. But, yeah. Are we, are we still like Humor's theory of medicine? Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, it, does it does it look uh, choleric? <laughs> so, uh, oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm going to like put that in with my. I won't like do anything with it right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna like put it in with wherever I keep my alchemy kit. Sure. And uh, I have an idea of something else to do here. But um, thank thank you, Glenn. I'll I'll come back to check on you tomorrow. Just rest, okay? Mm-hmm. Here, mm. how? Just judging on how she physically she's able to move around. Does it look like she could lift a crossbow? Uh, no. Okay. Not right now. Okay. That's because I want to leave. I don't want to leave her unarmed. Yeah. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll just I'll I'll take that kitchen knife that I have mm-hmm. from Jadangles that I've been holding on for yeah, like good luck. For good luck. And I'll I'll put that like 
on if she has a bedtime table or a bedside table or something, I'll put it there. Or, or she's like, you better put it underneath the pillow. They they don't they don't want anything like that near uh, near the patients. Okay, and I'll, I'll I'll you know look like I'm fluffing her pillow and right. you know put it under there. <laughs> she she you can't tell if she's winking or blinking at you. We got you. Uh, <laughs> rest. Before you do, I have one more question. <laughs> yeah. The man who stabbed you, did you get a good look at him? Do you know who he is? I mean, I, I was fading out at that point. Right. And then I felt the stab wound, and that was it. Things were getting foggy. Thank you. You're very you rest. Well. Yeah. So she, like, <laughs> talks out. Um, rest. Yeah. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> I have sleep. I can. <laughs> uh, Robin, if you could, at the very least, just... Keep an, uh, an extra eye on her. Oh, of course. I mean, I I will I will show her all of the love and affection that Ilmater shows us. F- forgive me, I'm I'm not of the faith. How loving is Ilmater? He weeps for those in pain. He does the weeping god. I can respect that. I think I think I actually nailed that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Let's yeah. do a quick, let's do a quick lore check. <laughs> Ilmater. Roll. Oh well. I was, yeah, the crying god, the broken god, the lord on the rack, the one who endure, who endures, the rack-broken lord. One other question. Uh, I'm familiar with uh, worship of Tyr, but Glynn described a symbol that I've never heard of before. And I'll describe it, you know, how like it had like the hammer tipped on its side and like putting the scales out of balance. And There's a sharp inhale from Raven. Robin. Robin, thank you. Robin Raven. Robin Raven. There's a sharp inhale from her, and she says, Is that who attacked her? I believe so. Oh, no. Oh, this is, this is very bad. They're getting more anxious now, getting more brave, I guess. They're worried, you know. Who are they? These are the eyes, the eyes of tear. Back in the olden days, they used to be just these these knights, like paladins of, of Tyr, as it were. Uh, that order is long gone, and there hasn't been a need for them in a long, rather long time. And so this the, is a, the, the Silver Gauntlet takes care of that. So, um, so now this is a revival? I guess you could say that, but it's not as godly, <laughs> I would say. Well, no doubt. I'll, I'll look back at Glenn and... Would they perpetrate violence in oh, they a house have of worship? They in a house of worship? Like this one? Oh, I don't know if they would try. Our our temple is larger than theirs are, and we usually have some guards on task for the more, she sighs, um, disturbed patients that come in that darken our doors. And she kind of like side-eyes the the patient who's screaming all the way at the very end of the... Um, now, I understand confidentiality concerns, but what is wrong with him? She looks around to make sure none of her... Roll me a persuasion. Sure. <clears throat> this is going to be against her... Um, confidentiality. Confidentiality. It's, uh, yeah, it's not going to be hard. She's young. She also looks like she really wants to get something off her chest. Total of 20. <laughs> oh! All right. She looks at you. She says, All right. I never told you this, okay? Please, please don't go spreading this rumor. I never tell something told to me in confidence. That young man is a lord, and his father brought him here. To see if we could somehow help 
him. His, their personal physician couldn't figure out what to do, and so we he brought him here. He's disturbed, keeps having nightmares, but the worst is is looking at him. It seems he's changing. Changing. Yes, yes. Like 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 one moment I and, and it could just be magic. I'm like one minute I I I, I look at his. Uh, so I'll I'll even interrupt her there and be like, he isn't growing scales, is he? See, that's the funny part. I, I would go to check a bandage, and I would peel it back. It's almost as if there were scales underneath the bandage, and then and then I would. I'd, I'd let go, and then I would go back, and I'd peel it back again, and it was just his skin. Uh, but he's he's not well, whatever it was, and he he mumbles at night. I say this in the interests of not only your safety and the safety of everyone here, but also for his well-being. Recently, I was part of an... an <clears throat> I was one of a number of people who came across others who exhibited changes, physical changes in which they grew snake-like scales. Really? Yes. You see a doctor, uh, or a doctor, a, um, a, a priest from down, the, from down where uh, the, the man was coming towards, it, walking in your direction. Uh, he's wearing vestments that make him a higher rank than Robin is. And he seems to be coming towards Robin. He's about, I'd say, 40 feet away. He's not walking very fast. You have maybe 30 seconds. I'll come back and talk to you more later when I come to check on on Glenn. If possible, can I have the name of the Lord? Sure. She quickly tells you his name is Sigmund Guthmere. Sigmund Guthmere. Uh, How far away is the the screaming Sigmund? uh, He's about 60 feet away. How far is he away from Glenn? Uh, he is from you and you're, you guys are not too far away from Glenn either. So like, so as soon as the you know like as soon as she says that like uh, basically as soon as she's finished saying saying the name, I'll, I'll a little bit more gladly say, thank you very much for all of the care that you're showing to Glenn. Like I said, please keep an eye on her, and I will be back as soon as possible mm-hmm. to check on her. And uh, if possible, I will. Uh, do you accept food donations? Uh. I mean, we were, we are always welcome to accept anything that is given to us in the church. Robin, yes, please. Uh, one of our patients needs attendance. I have to. Uh, I need help. Some of the orderlies and I need help oh. uh, restraining him. I, I'm very sorry, uh, Monsignor. Uh, yes. Snake. <laughs> no, Monsignor is just fine. I, I did not First mean... name Mon, last name Signor. <laughs> Mr. Signor. <laughs> I'm so glad that my 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 hospital care has a famous has reached someone. Immortal be praised. Yes, Immortal be praised. Uh, I, I'm very sorry for taking so much of Robin's time. I simply want to make sure that... Uh, my friend is very well taken care of, and from everything I can see, there's no better place in, in Baldur's Gate than here. Oh, there isn't. The crying God shares his healing tears on us all. But may he keep weeping. Yes. <laughs> Praise Sithrak. <laughs> and he takes Robin and goes off, unless you have something. No, no, that's, that's it. Um, thank you very much for... Uh, uh, the Theothel. 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 Thea. Yes. Thea. That's the thing Thea? I have to remember. I'm terrible. Belle. I'm terrible with names. It's so, alright. Thank you, Thea. You can call me T. T. Your friend named B. Um, <laughs> I have. I do want to make one more stop 
and then perhaps we'll meet up with the others at the. Uh, um, I mean, you can you can go there, but I I, I want to stop off at and s the place where um, Cassius Blanco, where he's holding Benson and the the corpse of Nasali. That would be at the Citadel. So I I want to stop off there very quickly, if possible. <coughs> but you know, you're free to come along. You're also free to. You know, go meet the others at the. I'm just going to call them the Monster Hunter League because I, I don't remember <laughs> what. Fair they, enough. Yeah. Essentially, just to, to kind of sum up what I want to do there, in mm -hmm. case you don't even want to bother, uh, mm. like role playing it out. I want to go see if I can um, get access to Nasali's body mm -hmm. and see if I can extract any venom from if she has venom glands. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, for yeah, comparison. yeah. Okay. The venom glance would be in her head. Can you do that? But Which, I mean, we have her head, right? We have her head. So, so yeah, you mechanically yeah, so yeah. without or without access to medicine. I mean, you could give it a try. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's I mean, always the old college try, the old candle keep try, the old whatever the old try. Guild try, the old guild try. Yeah, we didn't go to. Candle I, I would assume she has fangs, <laughs> and I would assume that that the glands would be somewhere near the fangs. Yeah. That's that's all I got. They're gonna poke around in her head. <gasps> she's already poking around in your head. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "I know what you're thinking. It's disgusting. I hate it." <laughs> yeah, well, it'll go a lot faster if you just help me and tell me where to look. You hear him say that. <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> yes, I'm perfectly fine. None of us know. <laughs> <laughs> I just nod. Okay. No, 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 no. You know. Do yeah. I? Yeah, you know. He talked about it when you guys were... No, 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 but we didn't confirm it. <laughs> you talked about... Well, you talked about Nasali. You talked about how you were hearing Nasali's voice. Yeah, but we didn't connect it to the ring. Yeah, no. I, have no, I don't know it's, it's connected to the ring. No, no, no. Just, None of y'all know it's connected to the ring. We just know that he's, like, maybe guilt-ridden. Maybe haunted. Yeah. yeah. Either haunted or insane. No, yeah. no. Ron thinks he's guilt-ridden. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Ron, speaking of... Hi. My thoughts... <laughs> I can read thoughts. There you go. Sort of. Well, if you can read his thoughts, does that mean that you hear her thoughts? Because they're only his thoughts. It would be interesting to try. Try and find out. Well, well, we'll get to that. Well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll, let's do this scene and then we'll... Okay. What, besides, I mean, you know. What um, time of it? evening is it or day or what the fuck time is it? I, I, I know that we just carried out all these scenes before I asked this question, but like, what the fuck time is it? But all these scenes happen like, in the same time frame, right? It, right. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the sun's setting. I believe I said it was setting around like five no six, like eight like eight, that's when yeah. the stall started like yeah oh yeah that's right because it's closer to yeah yeah eight it's it's around like eight ish okay so all oh, the nightlife is starting to spark oh good but i am on the way to the offices of the adventure times yes do they have offices yes they do because she they came out a... to meet us or we went out to a public space to meet yes. she came to meet you yes uh in a private room at the inn yes in Yikes. a private meeting room at the end. Good. Yes. <laughs> um, they do have a printing office. That's where they print their, their papers and such. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I go there. I don't even know because it, it is late. It is late. It, uh, is there a clerk or literally anyone to talk to? There's, it's, no one's there. Woohoo! <laughs> See, no, no. Whoa. <laughs> it's um, closed. Right. Okay. Um, you have these three. <clears throat> Proficiency, right? What? You have these two proficiency. Do I? Did I take that? Did I fucking take that? I did. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder you got in so easily. Harry, keep a lookout. <laughs> oh, that's right. I did have Harry. 
around. No one's around on the street. Well, I look around. Is it like one corner of the block? Is it like just this whole building standing alone in the middle? It's on the corner of the block. Okay. Um, I'll knock loudly and wait for about 15 seconds. Okay. No answer. No answer. I'll look around. Uh, no posted notices or anything. Just the, the front of the printing office of the event. And the last paper. You know, that was up. They'll, they'll print that. Right. Are there any windows above? There are windows above. Any visible light through them? Do an investigation check. Okay. Y'all playing D&D now out here playing vampire. <laughs> What's your blood pool at? It's full, but I won't talk about where the blood is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, 24. At first... You think it's just a reflection off of a window from a nearby street lamp. Mm-hmm. And then you see it move inside. And you realize it's a candlelight or something small like a candle moving about on the second floor. And when you follow it around, you look to the side and you realize that there is a window open on the second floor. I'm still wearing a chain shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Have you do wear around uh, town? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My friend Ken, actually, when he used to play a a paladin, he insisted on sleeping in his plate mail. Yep. Fuck that level of exhaustion. That's right, yeah. (laughs) It's a second edition. That shit didn't happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So does that second story window look even remotely climbable? It would be a difficult one. In fact, it it seems easily accessible if you were on the roof of the building across the street from it. What's the building across the street from it? Or across the alleyway from it, I guess. It's just, um, it just seems to be like the resident of some servant of a patriarch. Do you have Harry with you? Fuck. <laughs> Why would you not have Harry? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just, hi, Harry. <laughs> Harry's a little busted, I'm not gonna lie. Um, hey, you know, you, 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 you waited Thunderstone level after Thunderstone level to get here, and now you're here. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Started from the bottom, now we're hairy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright, so I, I, I'll, I'll fucking Harry. I, I, I hang on to Harry and I go, oh boy, oh. <laughs> because I talk to Harry like that. I don't yeah. know. So you climb on top of Harry, he fucking race car chairs, straps you into the thing with a five point strap or whatever. <laughs> and you guys climb up the side of the building. Do you make Harry go in the window? No, I okay. I will just <clears throat> laugh at myself. Okay, do stealth roll. <laughs> okay, that's okay, but okay, uh, fourteen. I really need that stealth prop. You get inside the window. Uh, you look around. It's a dank office. You can see the printing press. Mm-hmm. You can see reams of of papyrus paper, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in an office. You can see the candlelight reflecting off of a plaque on the office door. Dang, okay. And the plaque reads, Augusta O'Neilly. Okay, let's read some spells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thunderstone. In a printing shop? Thunderstone. This isn't a John Woo movie. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be. Um, let's see. See, this is where enhanceability could come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why am I like this? Um, I 
nothing to help me. I'm going to tr attempt to quietly make my way over to that door. Roll me another stealth check. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, five. You make your way over. It is dark. Someone has left a stack of papers on the floor, and oh, your Chris. foot trips on it, and it goes all strewn across the floor. That is not good journalistic procedure. No. <laughs> you see the light candlelight go off? It's not good journalistic procedure, but it is journalistic procedure. It goes out? <laughs> it goes out. Okay. Do I have... <clears throat> am I blind now? No! <laughs> nice! <laughs> um, it's good to be a half-orc. It, it's good to remember the good things about being a half-orc. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So that happened, and I'm going to continue to proceed. In what way are you continuing to proceed? Advancing. I am advancing again. Wait. No, I'm just going. I'm, I go. I go. All right. You get to the door, and bursting out of the door, mm -hmm. right next to you, staring you straight in the face, mm -hmm. is a figure dressed in all dark clothing. Mm -hmm. Completely Great. dark clothing. Okay. Um, in fact, you can see their eyes, but their skin just completely dark as the night. The, you can see I two, can see skin or it's all covered. They're wearing like a half mask from their nose down. Okay. They have silver white hair. You can see two elven ears, but their skin is all dark. Definitely. Interesting. And they look at you. Uh-huh. And they look at the roof outside the window, not the same window, but across the street, across the street at a roof, across the street. Mm -hmm. And then they disappear, and then they appear on the roof on the other side of the street. This was not in the manual. Motherfuckers. Uh, how far away is that? 300 feet, exactly. 300? And from, you want to roll me Arcana check? Yeah, sure, okay. 25. They have cast Dimension Door. Okay, okay. Sure. Does, does Dimension Door actually create like like a visible thing? I think I think they it does, but it only admits them. It does. It only admits them or one other and or one other creature of their choice, of which their is like fuck that. Which <laughs> they <laughs> won't unless this is the start of a dungeon I was reading the other night. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. Well, that fucking sucks. Do you have any spells that are that range? <laughs> I'm an artificer. Do you have expedition for trees? Yeah, I'd love to run uh, 60 feet. <laughs> Dash, Dash. 120. While you're contemplating <laughs> how literally fucked this situation is. Yeah, she goes away. That You can see her dashing across the rooftops. And then mm -hmm. you can see another figure no. following her behind her. Does it look like at this distance? Can I tell if he's garbed similarly? Uh, roll me a um, perception or investigation or whatever. <clears throat> um, if it's investigation, it's nine. Mm-hmm. If it's perception, it's not. Okay. <laughs> you can see that the figure, the figure is um was was actually silhouetted against the chimney, watching this watching her run mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it, fli it it flings out its coat and it leaps into the air and it's silently gliding behind her and every once in a while it will land on a roof but it will still be watching her it'll flip out its cloak again and follow her silently behind her and just dot to dot manner to manner right behind her tell me where the heart fire is <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh not going to lie. Elf ears, mm -hmm. black garb, 
Mm-hmm. White hair. Mm-hmm. Long. Mm-hmm. Androgynous? Mm, female. Actually, you know what? Doesn't matter. Either way, that was hot. Um, <laughs> you think, you think you've had a run-in with a drow. 